You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're good? All right. Good afternoon. Is it afternoon? No, Almost. not afternoon. Morning. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the brand new AT&T store, the grand opening of the AT&T store here. At 11th and Market, John Marks and Joe Giglio from 94WIP. Hello, everybody. Get your, uh, what do they have there, Joe? Cookies? They've got pretzels, cookies, and pretzels. water. It's good to know. Someone just brought donuts, and I think he might have brought it for himself, though. I'm not sure if that's for everybody else. Someone brought donuts for, uh, for, the, yeah, for them, because I, I don't see a whole helping of them out there. See some WIP listeners are, are, uh, are, are coming in already. And uh, listen, it's a it's a beautiful day outside. A great day to come in for every half hour. A giveaway of Phillies Diamond Club tickets. I'm assuming they do this over here to our right. So if uh, you're in the store right now, every half hour, 11:30, you'll be the first drawing. There are Diamond Club tickets to the Phillies game, Joe, and that comes with a gift uh, or, or uh, some some cash or not cash, but diamond dollars to get 30 bucks in food credit. That's not bad. Says, Diamond Club tickets says and 30 Rob bucks. Razzi. Yeah, you don't have to pay for anything, but you're in. Yeah, you take the subway down, you pay three bucks, and and you're in. There you go, Joe Gillio. What's up, man? How we doing? I'm good. Uh, Jorge Alfaro coming here. And the Philly Fanatic. From 12 to 1. Philly Fanatic. Who doesn't like the Philly Fanatic? Everyone loves him. My, Kids my, love him. Half of my childhood was, the, the Philly Fanatic was the best thing on the team. He will make this place even better when he gets here. It's pretty cool the way it is anyway. Yeah, so he's one thirty to 2.30. And then Jorge from 12 to 1. 12 to 1. By the way, Jorge Alfaro hit a 470-foot home run the other night. Doesn't even look like he swings hard and the ball goes 450 feet. He just ate kind of like, kind of like Carlos Santana, who's come on of, uh, as of late as well. But kind of like him where he's just he's, he's big, yep. he's thick, and that's strong. what you want out of a catcher. Yeah, he's got strong hands, arms, forearms. He's been great defensively, too. That's the, been the biggest difference with him. He's really good he's behind the plate. He's got a great plate. arm. Well, that's the, they're the comparisons you see to, to, uh, to Yvonne Rodriguez yep. and, uh, and what Pudge was able to do back there. And, listen, he's got a long way to go to where anywhere he's close to there, but he's got the tools. That's for sure. Despite the low average, he's, he's done well. I'm not, I'm not thirsting for more and saying get him down with no. With uh, with the other catcher, I'm saying that sometimes. Right, with Nap. Nap yeah. But not and, him. And you notice the last two weeks, it feels like when the, when the year started, it was like, all right, they're going to rotate everybody. Alfaro's become the catcher. Alfaro plays like 70% of the time now. He's the catcher. Nap's clearly the backup. The beginning of the year, was it was split. It, it was, yeah, it was split or even the other way a little it bit. It was. And I think Alfaro's just played his way into being the starter. Well, they were getting him comfortable. But, uh, you know, we, we sit here today at the, the grand opening of the AT&T store and the the, the first drawing is going to come up in 10 minutes, so get over here and, uh, and fill out your, uh, your chance to win the tickets. But 22 and 15, 22 wins and 15 losses. And it's, it's been fun. For, for all the people that were, that, that were bent and nuts after the first weekend, I understand you being frustrated. But I think it's time that at least you got to give it up and say, all right, this manager's doing a pretty good job. Let's see what he does. Yep. 
I'm not going all in yet, but he's done a pretty good job he so has, far. And the one thing I've noticed, look, that loss they had, John, Sunday in Washington against the Nationals, that's the kind of loss that sets a young team back. This team believes in themselves. They th- I was so mad after that. Oh, it was, it was awful. It was the worst. That was worse than the opening day loss because that meant more. When I felt it. I did. I, yeah. felt, I, I felt it. I felt like, like eighth inning, Hunter was throwing a lot of pitches, and that's like, all right, they get out of the eighth fine, but now you got to deal with Neris yep. in the ninth, and I didn't feel good. They, they, they were, it looked like they were going to bring him in for a four-out save, which I wish. <laughs> well, he couldn't get the three. No. And they battled, back, like they battled in that game to get the lead. There, there's something about this they team did. so far. They fight. They're never really out of a game. And I think whatever Kapler's preaching, like they believe in themselves. They think they're pretty good. They've got some confidence about them. They've which is got fun. some confidence. They're having fun. Yep. Uh, you know, watching the game every night, and you're doing the the pre and post, uh, leading off and, and uh, the final out. How soon I, I forget? How could you forget? Jeez. Um, yeah. It's it, it's a it's a fun team, but also I, I I enjoy I enjoy the the cuts they go to to Kapler in the dugout. Cause you know, during baseball games, there's lots of time lots for of conversation downtime. and shots everywhere around the ballpark, and I like. I like watching him because you're just kind of studying him right now yep. and, and seeing what he's doing. I like him. I, I like I, I, I like his personality. You can tell he he really enjoys what he's doing and he enjoys the game. And uh, I'm excited. He's he's been good so far. It's fun watching a young team. You notice almost every pitch of every game, all the guys are up on the dugout steps. There's no no one sitting back and not paying attention. It's almost like you're watching a team that's in on every pitch. Like when when Herrera is up. Every one of his teammates is on the dugout railing watching his at-bat. That's fun. Like, there's something about this team right now. They're new. It's different. They're talented. And, look, when you get off to a 22-15 and 15 start, you've got a chance. Like, they, they've got a chance to stay in this thing this year, John, and make a run. I'm not saying they're going to win division, but they could be in this thing and compete for a wild card. We, we have the, the, uh, the great employees here at the AT&T store with their Philly stuff on right Everyone's there. Everyone's all it up here. Yeah. No, it's it's you know it's it's crazy because you didn't see Sixers things for years, nope. and now this year and, and last year, but this year especially, it's back. it's back. Philly stuff, ten years ago, six years ago, you would see the Carlos Ruiz T-shirt t- jerseys on the on, Hamels on, T-shirts. On, on, yeah, you'd see that. You'd see the girls wearing them. You'd see the guys wearing the T-shirts and the hats and everything else. 2018, it's yeah. it went away for a while. It's not. It's not. You know what it is. It's not. You don't see it everywhere. Right now, if you're walking around Center City where we are at 11th and, and Market, you don't see a lot of people wearing it. Ten years ago, you saw everybody wearing the. Well, they haven't stuff. had many players the last couple of years worth go buying a T-shirt. Well, you're right for. now, right. now they have some. Aaron Nola, Reese Hoskins, Kingry right, so, will be a guy that everyone has his shirt for the next five six years. So, Joe Joe Gilio, were you a um, were you a a uh, a truther for the for the third baseman? Were you a guy that Mike Hell that said that Franco? I never gave up. But I, I, never, I never was willing to say, like, I'm buying in all the way. But I, I was always hesitant to Your give Your producer, up. Jack Fritz, has been... Oh, Michael Island, he talks he, about. He, even when you shouldn't be saying that. Right. He has, this is the best I've ever seen him over an extended period. His rookie year was good, John. But then he went to the tank for two years. Something's different about him now. Yeah, he but changed the, his swing. The rookie year was him hitting a lot of fastballs yes. that, and, and not knowing how to get him out. And at that point in the season, not really caring. This is the most impressive right? he's ever been. He's been good. He's definitely been good. Uh, I, I, 
can he continue through the whole season? I don't see why not. I think the Crawford injury is the best thing that ever happened to him because it got him regular playing time because Kingery moved to shortstop. Well, Kingery was playing a lot of third. Kingery's ineffectiveness also yes. has given him some playing time. But you're right, J.P. Crawford going it certainly made him the everyday Right, who else is going to play third? If Kingery's got to play short, Mike Hill's at third. Yeah, but Kingery's got to start hitting. So be- before, and I, I, was, I was listening to L.A. the other night, and uh, and L.A. was saying that he he... he because he's not a he's not a, a walk guy, mm-hmm. and he's not a patient guy. It seems like that he's trying to be that guy at the major league level. And L.A., I've heard him say it a couple of times. He's seen a lot of fa- first pitch fastballs he's not swinging that he should be looking for. I think Kapler mentioned yesterday. Make the adjustment. They have five guys that are the top fifty, I think, in all of baseball and pitchers per plate appearance seen. Kingry's one of them. Some guys are good at like Reese can hit with two strikes. Santana can hit with two strikes. He, he, he's going to strike out a lot because he sees so many pitches. But he can hit with two strikes. He knows what he's doing, right? I'm not sure. King, I, if, if I'm Kingery, I'm going to step up there. If I see a first pitch fastball, hit it. I'm okay with that with him. I, I agree. You know, I because because I think the the pitchers are just they're, they're getting ahead of him in the count. And, and when then, he's behind, he's in trouble. Right. And then he's pressing. And then guys are saying like, all right, well, I got a couple pitches to to, to throw a curveball to. Do whatever. I mean, there's already a book on, on the yep. kid in the league, and he's, that's what he's you do. He's covered, though, because they're playing well. No one's talking about Kingry no struggling. No one has to talk about it, which is good because once he finally gets comfortable. Remember, he was playing left and right field, yes. taking starts away early in the season. That's how that's how gung-ho they were over Kingry. He, he's not going to be playing a lot of left and no. right field at this point. And if – I don't know when Crawford's coming back, but if Crawford comes back and, and pits – Kingry's not going to play much because they, they kind of have an everyday lineup now. Altera's become the right fielder. Franco's hitting. So Kingry has to hit if he wants to keep playing. But the fun part about this team right now, John, they have a lot of depth. There's not that those there's not those dead spots lined up. They're fun to watch. No, they're not. John Marks and Joe Giulio were live at the AT&T store, 11th and Market. It's the grand opening. And it's one of these, I mean, it's even walking up, it has the big video board yes. outside. I felt like I was in Times Square. It did. Joe Giulio. You can't miss this place when you're walking down Market Street. You, you cannot miss it. So we're here, cookies and pretzels, and Joe's already eaten a couple cookies and pretzels. He, he brought me a water, uh, and I drank some of it. Look. You drank about a sip. Yeah, drank, drank a sip of it. It was delicious. But they got deals going on here every half hour. We're going to be giving away Phillies tickets. So coming up at, at, at uh, in about five minutes or so, we're going to make the, the first drawing. Uh, so, yeah, definitely – uh, a lot of people are going to be showing up. Jorge Alfaro will be here. Well, I'll be gone by then. You'll you'll be here. Yeah, I'll be you'll here till one. I'll be here till one. Oh, he's twelve to one. Yeah, so I hang out with Alfaro oh. for an hour. So you're going to do a, a a show with him? Sure. If if Jorge's up for another show with Jorge, is that in the cards there, Dave Breitmeyer? A, a Jorge and Joe show when Alfaro comes? They're going to jump on the microphone for uh, Dave's yeah, up right. for it. I'm up there for you it. Go. We'll see if Jorge's up for it. You can do it like a Scott Fransky. Oh, the pregame show? Yeah, when he comes uh, here with uh, Philly skipper Pete McCann and Pete, uh, and, uh, good, uh, big boss. I don't uh, miss those Pete pregame <laughs> interviews. Um, Pete's a nice guy. He was a nice guy. Pete's Not a, a great nice manager, guy. but he was a nice guy. And thankfully, the Phillies didn't get fooled into the last month and a half and bring him back. They said, yeah, no, he's not our guy, and we're going to move on. Even after they gave him, remember a year ago, they gave him a contract extension. And at the end of the year, they were like, well, no big deal. They ate it. They yep. ate it. Which is interesting with the, with the Sixers, because Brett Brown's going into the final year of his contract. I didn't have to give him an extension. You don't want to have a lame duck coach. Well, so, but here's the thing. Do they give him a one-year extension? Which or, is not or, really an extension. Or do they say, Brett, great job. Here's a five-year contract right. extension. Here's a three-year contract We're extension. Gonna, the details will tell us how much they believe in him. Are you ready for my guess? 
He's not getting a three-year contract extension. One or two? Yep. <laughs> Tack one or two on there? So they have to do something. Like, they'll do something. They will do something. They can't they'll let it be a lame one. Duck. They may do two. Two. They ain't doing three. That's my prediction. I feel like two they can hedge. Like, all right, we gave him two, but it's not three or four or five. What do you make of the, the Instagram post that was like Michael Rubin? I mean, isn't, isn't, is this ridiculous or is this just how it is in 2018 where the, the, an Instagram post that says, trust the process, not the coach, is liked by the 76ers co-owner, and that becomes news? It blew up right away. Do my, I like it? Within 10 I minutes, kinda like it. my buddy sent me a screenshot of it. Like, do you see this? It's so good. Now, it, did he slip on a banana peel, as a lot of people he would want you have. to believe? And on the process of going to the ground, his finger happened to touch the <laughs> like button at the exact same time on the screen as him hitting the ground, right? Maybe. Maybe. Probably not, though. Because, <laughs> you know, all those, all those posts that you like by accident. That's always everyone's excuse. Oh, it was an accident. <laughs> I got hacked. No, it's, it's the second best after I got hacked. It wasn't me. Which every anytime he anyone say gets he got caught. hacked instead, I got hacked and he liked a post to try to. Uh, so he went and unliked it. Someone must have called him immediately and be like, "Listen, Michael, get <laughs> get that out." Right, so, so listen, here's my question: Is it possible that he just liked it because he thought it was funny, but didn't agree with it? Like, was he liking it because he was like, "Yeah, bleep Brett Brown," yeah, the coach stinks, or is he just? Is he just a dope that was just like, ha, ha, funny? I, I hope he's just a dope because <laughs> otherwise it's I, a big I deal. I don't think that's the case. Probably isn't. I don't think that's the case. No, I, well, I, you know, we've seen it, though. Your team gives a coach an extension. He's gone a year later. They'll give Brad an extension. There's well, no they, doubt. Because they have to and because he doesn't decide as a co-owner whether or not the coaches get. He may think that, that Brett got out coached in the, in, the, in the Celtics series. Which is fine. He did. Which they did. But he may be the type of guy that says – that's the guy I want, not him. Right. And now he's in the corner of being like, I like Brett, but I, that's the guy I want. Not him because he's under contract with the Celtics, but the next Brad Stevens. Right, the next guy they could get. It's, gonna, it's funny. These teams are getting good now, and this stuff matters. Like five years ago, it's like, oh, just let the guy coach the team. It doesn't matter. Now it all, everything matters with all these teams. It's fun. Yep. Yeah, it is fun. It is. So we'll see how that plays out. I, but it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see because if they were really happy with the job he was doing, It'd be a five-year contract extension. The, the, the details will tell us everything. If they truly right? believe in him, because otherwise they're going to eat money. Three or four. Yeah. If they don't believe in him and they give him the deal, they're going to eat money eventually because they'll fire him. A three-year extension is, to me, would be great job. We're not, we're not convinced that you're going to be the coach that wins us the championship, yep. but thank you for everything that you've done with the crap we gave you, and thank you for, uh, for this season. And now go and prove it again. Like Keep going, and then we'll, we'll take care of you again. One-year extension is you have to earn. That's nothing. You have to earn. He could be fired next year. Right, during the at season. At any point. At any point, he could be fired. But they will give him an extension. That, yeah, that no, no, happen. no. They're not going to make him a lame duck because that's a, it's, just, it's just not what you do. That Harrison and, yeah. and Colangelo understands how the game's played. What's the other thing? Is, is, is it Colangelo that's iffy on him? Because I'll say this. Well, it's not his coach. He if didn't hire him. Right, I know. But the fact that Colangelo is the one running the organization worries me. Well, I this would, is his summer. He, he has to do something big this summer with the coach and a player. Otherwise, they'll be the same thing next year. No, There'll well, be one I, guy short. At this point is where I want the Jeffrey Lurie influence to where you're saying, like, no, no, no. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie lets his, lets his guys do their work, but he has no problem voicing his opinion. And now saying, is like, the time for something. Yeah. Yeah, like, 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 listen, Brian, 
we want to give him a threat. And if they want to do that, then he'll have the extension. Right. So that's what I almost think they have to do. They're going to have to tell Colangelo, reward him. This comes above Colangelo. This is an ownership decision to give him a, give him a contract extension. I think they should do it quickly because I mean, there's a negative tone, a little bit of negative tone of the way things ended. You, you, you kind of bring everyone back to, oh, this was a good season by giving him an extension soon. It was a good you're, season. You're sending a message. I don't know if Joshua Harris is doing a, a, a press conference at the end of the year. No, Today, uh, uh, Brett Colangelo and, and Brett They're actually talking. talking. Yeah, they were already talking today. But yeah, and maybe, maybe Brian said that. We're pulling a name here for some Diamond Club tickets? Oh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Our first winner. First winner is Roger Miller from Lancaster. Roger Miller? Roger, where are you? Roger, are you in the store here? Do they have to be here? Got to be here, Roger. Should I, should I wait a minute and then... Razai, what's the official... Uh... Roger, Roger Miller, are you here? Philly tickets. Roger, Roger's Roger, here. come on down. Congratulations. There's Roger Miller. You win a 2007 Camry. Congratulations, Roger. And this. You go to the Phillies game. There you go. Game. Take it to another who has the tickets. My man. You have uh, Diamond Club tickets to a future Phillies game. You got them right there. All right, so there it is. All right, every half hour, Joe Giglio. Now, is this, Dave Breitmeier, is this going to be posted to the website or something? So this will be on the, on the website. We can encourage people to go to 94WIP.com. There we go. You can throw it in your high hopes feed. Are you writing for 94WIP at Not all? Not yet, but I'm going to soon. Are you going? You're, so you're going to? Yeah. Okay. All right, because like, we just recently went through a change of ownership. Yes. And our new owners in the last six months or so. New our website. new owners, it, 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 we went from CBS to Entercom, and Entercom is now the second largest radio company and certainly the strongest radio company in the country. And... One of the great things that they have is a website that our old website that was, was affiliated with CBS. It was awful. You couldn't use it. I couldn't even know how to f- find stories unless I clicked on a Twitter link. It was bad, right? It was bad, but it's not anymore. No, you c- it's easier. I mean, it's just it's like any other good sports website. It's out like there. E- e- ESPN.com. Yeah. You go and there's stories and audio and stuff like that. So I really I looked at that and I'm like, wow, this gives us the opportunity to actually do some some good content because people want to go there, there now. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, you're probably on the website, but you should come to the website more, 94WIP.com. I, I even thought about doing a minor league Phillies uh, report on there. Not enough people do that stuff. People would want to know what's going a on down there. weekly Wednesday yeah. Mark's minor league report. That would also mean I would have to do the work for it. So if I had to do it, you're kinda, we have you're an intern. Inter- you're interested in that stuff anyway, though. I am interested yeah, in it. Yeah, it wouldn't be that much work for you. No, and I know it wouldn't. But even if I just picked five, like, in, in our High Hopes Phillies podcast that we do, uh, I, I oftentimes talk about minor league, some of the minor league people. I've done a, a minor league report, but I need to start doing one every week, right. and then I can just write what I'm doing, right? Because this week I, I wanted to talk about the, the prospects in Clearwater. Sixto Sanchez, their last two first-round draft picks, Hazley and Moniak, which, by the way, neither one of them. Hazley looks like he's going to be a major league player. Moniak yes. does not. Moniak's now off the top 100 prospects list. He, well, he should be. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's been awful. He should be. And Hazley, Hazley I'm not going to say he doesn't look much better, but he's not that much better. Slow start for him, too. Slow start. Sanchez has had a slow start. Yeah, a lot of their guys have. Actually, some of the AAA guys are doing better than the younger kids. In, in the a, kid they got back for Freddie Galvis might be the next guy up here. I'm wondering whether... That's De Los Santos. Yes. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. He's with an E. Anel? Yeah, Anel. Yeah, he's 4-0. Hasn't 
his ERA is under one, so it's not smoke and mirrors. He's only 23. Yep. How the hell did they get him for Freddie Galvis? I, I'm, I'm almost waiting for something to happen. <laughs> why yeah, why the not Padres good anymore? He, uh, Kapler was on the morning show, I think Wednesday, and he was asked, who's next, right? Because Sir Anthony Dominguez. I remember you talking about Sir Anthony Dominguez last year, how much you liked him. And, and now he's throwing 98 with movement out of the pen. So they asked him on Wednesday, I guess it was, who's next? Like, who's the next guy we should watch? And he mentioned De Los Santos. De Los he Santos. Not far. Well, you can see with their, with their minor leagues what they do is they get guys, they draft them, they're young, and they put them in bullpen rolls right away, yep. and they let them go as fast as they can make it. Because think about it, if you're a bullpen guy and you only have to worry about pitching an inning at a time, you don't really need, you don't really need to learn to be a starting pitcher. No, you don't need four pitches. And if you have high 90s, with a second pitch, and that's what Dominguez was. He just he has a great fastball, and he's got two other already average pitch for an inning. Yes, and he's, the ball moves out of his hand. He works quickly. He throws a lot of strikes, and he's hard to – guys are having trouble picking him up. I'll be interested to see how they adjust to him. Yes. Because it'll happen. Kapler said right away when he got up here, was it Monday, that he, uh, he, he has no problem putting him in a big spot. So he's not only just here – He's going to use their spot. He's their sixth or seventh inning guy right now. Right now, right now, he's pitched three times. I think three, four times so far. Yep. Yeah, he's 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 going to see a lot of seven innings until he shows. By the end of the year, he might be in really big spots. Well, he might be the closer with with what Naris looks like. Just no command, a lot of walks, and everything else. But it, it's uh, it, it's exciting to see because you're right. Their prospects across the board have had slow starts. Mm-hmm. They have. Well, the it, one guy had a good one, and they brought him up here. They're, they're not, I like that they're not afraid to bring a guy up if he's ready to go. Let's go. Put him in. And where was he even rated in, in their system? I think 11? Not, not even top 10. No. Top 20, but not even top 10. Which shows they have a lot of talent. It, and and they, have a, they have a couple other uh, other guys down the minors. minors uh, Trevor Betancourt was a draft pick. Was it, two, it was two years ago now. Same thing. Now, he, he hasn't had the same success that Dominguez has, but he is a high strikeout. It's certainly over an inning strikeout, but when he when he gives up runs, he usually you know he gives up runs. He'll go in stretches where he's really dominant, and they have him up in Reading this year, so he could be another guy that comes up. It's funny you mentioned the farm system. A lot of the guys, I mean, this team right now, John, I think it's nineteen of their twenty five guys. You know who they are left over from? They're left over from Ruben Amaro. Ruben Amaro didn't leave this team as as bad as I, everyone I, said. Did, did I? Was it you that I heard saying yeah, Zach Eflin? Eflin. About Eflin, yeah. I mean, the, he got him for Jimmy Rollins. got him for, J- for J-Roll. They, he got Pavetta for Papelbon. Correct. And he comes back tonight. Uh, Amaro with the Mets, first base coach. Oh, Amaro's that's right. Yeah. Oh. God, it's just weird to see him uh, in a Mets uniform. And he brought out the wrong lineup card the other day. <laughs> you see that? It, oh, so that was on him? Well, I don't think it was on him, but he literally handed the wrong one in. I don't know who typed it up. Maybe it was him. I could see him. <laughs> I could see him doing it. Like, yeah. uh, Ruben, can you go get – go type it up. Type it up. Bring it out. Sure, boss. And he goes in and, and, and he does it. But, yeah. No, I mean, it, he, he did a uh, – what was what was Chase? Who did they get for Chase? That's what I was just trying to think while so I was Eflin filibustering was Rollins. There. They got – oh, Chase was – Chase was a, was a middle infielder who never ended up working out. Yeah, the guy arrived here – then they put that guy in the lineup right away and hit a home run his first night. But there was another guy. There was a minor leaguer, too. thought there was an arm. Va- Valentin. Yes, Mel Valentin. It was. It was. So he's on the team now, too. Yes, he is. Yeah, a lot he, of this team is from up. Ruben, which is funny. It, it always takes us in baseball like four extra years to evaluate what a guy did. Because you leave the whole farm system left over. You don't know what it's going to be. 
If they if they have a good year, John, he'll get some credit at some point. He'll get a little bit of credit for leaving what he left over. Darnell Sweeney. Darnell Sweeney. And Valentin was that trade. Yep. Yep, yeah. Did did a uh did or well, no, it says here it wasn't Valentin. Well, then who was it? Maybe Valentin was for for Roberto Hernandez. He got he got something from for the Dodgers. It was. There you go. Joe and John uh, from 94 WIP. We're live in a jam-packed. Place is packed now. AT&T store. 